Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution you to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! All right, here we are, Thursday, Three Dudes with a View. This is our last show of the week. We will see you next Monday, tomorrow morning, this time, this station, inside Middle Tennessee with Jim Rawls. We've got a, a very special guest today, but I'd, let's introduce folks first, and uh, and then we'll we'll get around to that. My name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. Good morning, Clayton. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. All right. You been out driving the bus? I guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah. As, uh, yeah. That, that would be me, the bus driver. There we go. He has five children, by the way, for anybody listening that doesn't know him. They go to Agathos, which is a classical education school here in town. And no, he is not really a bus driver. He's merely hauling his own children's school. But many people have come under the impression that Clayton actually is a bus driver. A bus driver. driver. I know. We it's, need to get uh, you a, C- a CDL, right? Yeah. No, well, no, I mean, unless, no, I, th- I think I'm good with my class c or whatever it is i have so awesome. there we go if his vehicles get any bigger he's gonna have to do perhaps <laughs> minivan will do for now yes all right dude number one mr jim york how you doing good morning good morning everybody any anything over two any any number of kids over two requires a bus yes there is a lady back here in, in your day, back back in your day Del, it was a station wagon yes sir that's exactly right that's what my mama had was a station wagon <clears throat> and um there is a lady here in town. I believe she has seven children, and she does have a she. She literally drives a bus. Um, all right, Clayton's getting his headset adjusted. But <laughs> folks, we uh, we always appreciate your input <clears throat> on three dudes with a view, and on any other programming we have on these stations at Kennedy Broadcasting WKOM WKRM. Uh, but yesterday we had a. a a listener call in to express his views of our show three dudes we always appreciate that uh coach mike lyle can you play that for us yeah i just want to say that your show is disgusting two white men and a white woman attacking a black man who's a democrat yet you have no balance to anything that you say you act like a bunch of southern you are ridiculous. You're a horrible show. You're a horrible representation of Tennessee. I really think you either need to balance your show or get off the air. Y'all are disgusting. You're disgusting human beings. Seriously. And either balance it out with someone who has a half a clue what they can talk about. You got a bus driver up there acting like he's better than him just because of what? I have no idea what his points are other than what Tucker Carlson told him what to say. Y'all are disgusting human beings. You need to get off the air. 
<laughs> you know, I'm thinking of yesterday's show, and I don't know what he's upset about. Well, first of all, it doesn't sound like that. Uh, he doesn't have much of an opinion of any of us, and he's the first person ever who I've uh, heard diss bus drivers yeah. as unworthy of being heard in public discourse. You know, I'm, Bill I, don't. And I'm not so sure he was being nice to Mr. Yorkie. No, I, I know he was saying somebody didn't know what they were I talking mean, about. Jim, a, I would he's take an great equal opportunity insulter. Um, but this uh, outlook toward bus drivers, you know, the bus drivers of the world, you know, they 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 go to church, they raise families. Oh, they're good they, people. They, they're good people. I don't know why bus drivers are unworthy of being heard. But, I, 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 I <laughs> Yesterday was a fine show. There was lively debate about current issues, about gas stoves and all sorts of stuff. So I'm not sure what he's complaining about i obviously has some anger management issues uh, but uh but it, it, we, it, but we do appreciate your input folks at, at least he is an equal opportunity complainer yeah I've, it, it's best <laughs> i tell he insulted every one of us yeah. yeah i think i think he touched us all so. yeah. and bus drivers and I mean, bus drivers who ever singled out bus drivers you know, these are the people that pick our kids up in the morning you know or take our kids back home in the afternoon or, i mean you think about how many times well, i guess it, you may be greyhound bus drivers i don't but they've always been great people too i don't know what yeah the at first, I thought I knew the voice. Doing, all he was doing was singling out the, the the level of balance on the show, which he's he's right. I agree with him. Is is too much right wing on this show? But it's your show, so you do what you want to do. But well, Mr. that's what he was. And that's what he was highlighting, you know. Well, I, to charitably get, treat what he's saying, yes, that's what he's saying, and 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 I agree with that, and I've. I've continually looked for somebody else to uh, come in and give you some help, and uh, and again, uh, if anybody out there has, uh, you know, is takes the democratic, progressive, liberal point of view, and would like to come on and uh, sort of balance the equation here on this show, we'd be delighted to talk to you about it. Well, but, but I, that's that's the point. He's saying that you can balance it out yourself if you wasn't so extreme to the right, but. You know, well, you're not going to do that because you are, I'll, what, a Fox wait, wait affiliate? I actually think I'm, he I'm was... I'm sorry, but Debbie, wait, I didn't I'm hear sorry. what Ms. York said there. No, we're, we're, saying, a, Fo- we're a Fox News affiliate. We're, we're not a yeah, Fox Yeah, you're a Fox affiliate. News affiliate. So. Have you listened to Fox News, Ms. York, on the radio? Occasionally, it, it's occasionally not like, I listen. It's not like television, I can assure you that. If anything, I, I, I would say that Fox News radio um, is more center and left-leaning than their television, I can assure you. And then he talks about the ideology. A lot of times you all do sound like you're parroting Tucker Carlson with all the stuff he comes up with. I don't listen to Tucker Carlson. I don't watch Tucker Carlson either. either. I have cable. No. Debbie, you watch every right-wing. No, no, no. I don't. I don't. piece of right-wing media that comes along. In the evening, I watch Big Bang Theory when I eat my dinner, and then I go to bed, (laughs) and I put on something mindless so I can go to sleep. I don't watch... I don't watch anything in the evenings at all. Now, well, I might but catch I mean, a Tucker headline if it's on Citizen Free Press somewhere where they're reshowing it. But To, to but, your point, though, I mean, Mr. York, you're, I mean, I'm Tucker Carlson or no, I mean, Clayton, Debbie, and I are, are all uh, very conservative, although we are not the stereotypical right wing i, I um, consider myself libertarian yeah i mean so. you, you're not going to hear us talking much about abortion you're not going to hear us talking about cutting social security or cutting uh whatever else i mean cutting uh 
that kind of stuff, you know, our basic social welfare programs. Uh, you're, you're, so you're, gonna, you're gonna be different from the existing Congress, then, right? Well, that's another debate. I'm not so sure that that's the will of the existing Congress, but we'll see. Uh, but cuts to Social Security and Medicare, you're not going to hear us talking about that. You're not going to hear us talking about abortion. You're not going to hear us... Uh, well, we um, do talk about all those things, Dale. Uh, Debbie's got a thing about the Chinese. Clayton, I just want to bring all yes. the troops home. And let I am. Chinese I'm a home. sentinel on the wall saying, uh, warning, warning, <laughs> somebody yeah, pay attention. Clayton, I want to bring the troops home from wherever the hell they are and let the Chinese yes, be the Chinese true. and us oh. be us. Uh, the Chinese have not attacked anybody in 3,000 years, and there's no reason to believe they're going to do it now. Uh, so, I think the Japanese would oppose that ooh, statement. They're in the talk, yeah, that's a whole other subject. <laughs> All right. I mean, we, we got several shows that we topics we've gone through there, but uh, uh, well, yes, I, I would like to have another uh, liberal voice on to help Mr. York out, and if anybody's interested in that, we'd love to talk to you. Uh, but I'm glad there's liberals out there, people with different opinions than what the station holds that voices their opinion, and that's good. That mm-hmm. lets you know people are listening of diverse backgrounds out there, and they have a right to voice their opinion. You know, they see they see the things that are being said or listen to things that are being said, and they vehemently disagree with them. Yeah, and whoever that is called, I mean, we have to take out the bleeped out stuff, but... Uh, you know, come on, talk it out. We'd love to. Uh, yeah. we, that was an anonymous call. We don't know who it is. Yeah. To the caller, congratulations. <laughs> I just think that he was driving along, and he was having to confront his own views, and he was getting irritated. And um, sometimes it comes out that way. So, no, uh, so, um, anyway. so It is what it is. Yep. Well, is good morning, everybody. That was a good way to start the day. So. All right, folks, we have got a special guest, and, and uh, so we all of our uh, political yin-yang, we always, <laughs> when we have guests on who want to talk about something that is serious and of interest to the community, then we sort of switch gears and, and try to try to do that. Today, we have with us, Debbie is invited, and we're uh, delighted to have with us uh, Mr. Phil Swank with the American Classical Education uh, Group. The American Classical Education Group, folks, just to start the conversation, is a charter school group. They are applying to uh, create charter schools in Murray County and I think several other Tennessee counties uh, this year. And so, Phil Swank, welcome. Well, thanks for having me. Glad to have you. All right. uh, So, let's let's start with basically what y'all are applying to do. And then I, of course, want to talk about your background. And I, and I believe you've got somebody with you. Yeah, Jackie Smith will be uh, joining us. Uh, she's the director Jackie of Smith, Community Outreach. Jackie Smith, pull that microphone everybody. sort of up close to your mouth and <laughs> okay. say hi to us. Great. Okay. Hello, everybody. We're Hello. glad to be here. Jackie Smith, and, and she, you are with American Classical Education as well? I am, sir. Yes. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. All right. Uh, Mr. Swank, tell us exactly what y'all are applying to do here in Murray County. And let's sort of start there. 
Okay. It's our hope to create a classical public charter school here in Murray County uh, that the residents of Murray County could choose to have their, their children attend. That's kind of the short statement. Of course, all those words mean something. If I say classical, public, charter, all those are specific things. Uh, but it's a tuition-free public school here in Murray County uh, where families could choose to have their children come here and receive a classical education. That's okay. the short of what we're doing. Okay. And it's open to all kids in Murray County. Absolutely. Uh, it's not just a certain high achiever school kids or whatever. It is a public school open to everyone. That All right. Well, now, Mr. Swank, this you know, I, this is just a to most people, I think it's a blank slate. So, sure. Let's uh, let's start at the beginning. So, you are applying. My understanding is the initial application is to the Murray County School Board. Yes, that is true. To, yep. And, and you you're going to present their proposal to them. For a yay or nay, and that there's an, a, an appeal process beyond that if they give you a no. That is true. Uh, so the application is due actually February 1st. So in a couple of weeks, it'll be due. Um, and then at that point, uh, the school board uh, will have an opportunity to look over the application. And then there's basically a, a hearing and a vote in April where they can a- answer questions or address us with questions that we can answer. Uh, but yeah, this whole thing hopefully is finished in April. Uh, with a yes vote. Um, uh, it is our hope uh, to do it here locally with the uh, the local school board. For, for those who might not know who what classical education is, could you maybe give us a description of... Sure. I mean, I could... It's always hard to make it a short version because sure. I could talk about it <laughs> forever. Uh, but uh, it's basically... Uh, the reason why we call it classical is it's based on this idea that there's a heritage of thought that's worthy of consideration. Um, and it's how we do it. So it's how many people are educated... Uh, in our country and beyond for hundreds of years. It's not a new idea. Uh, It's interesting to talk about it today as a new idea because a lot of people don't know about it. Uh, But when you talk about, like, uh, you know, uh, the people who started the country, for example, many of those people were educated as classical thinkers. Um, It's this idea that we consider very large questions uh, that have been considered for thousands of years and allow students to become part of that conversation. And in doing so, uh, there's this hope that they become more knowledgeable and wise in that. And I would say as important, if not more important, that they understand what it means to be good and to seek things that are true and beautiful. Um, So in a classical education, the focus is on this individual student uh, and who they are, um, not what they'll become necessarily in the sense that, okay, I'm going to become a bus driver or a teacher or anything else. Uh, All those things are good. I agree with you. Uh, But at the end of the day, I think most parents recognize that they want their students to be good people, good human beings that have recognized larger questions in history about what it means to be good and true and to seek things that are wise. And so classical educations do that. So it's a very rigorous curriculum. It, It is difficult. It's a lot of reading and writing and speaking and recitation and memorization. We do things like you know, learning Latin, thinking about words and what they mean and how to put them together in a way that I can create a rhetorical space that is persuasive. Um, but persuasion isn't just about the knowledge in it. It's about the compassion. Um, one of the big things that I think classical education has become relevant today is that I think as adults we're struggling being able to disagree with each other and do it in a way that we still care about each other. Uh, we've gotten to the point that if I disagree with you, I'm supposed to hate you and unfriend you on my, I don't know, my Facebook or my Instagram or something like that. Or call and leave voicemails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So we start with students at five and this idea that they're part of a larger conversation and how do you put ideas together in a reasonable way, but do it in a way that that cares about the other that you're speaking to. All right, let's take a break and we're going to talk a lot more about this.
Motor Sales is Middle Tennessee's home for the best GMC vehicles on the market. Visit Parks at 919 Nashville Highway and test drive truck favorites like the GMC Sierra or Canyon. Or try a popular SUV like the GMC Acadia or Terrain. Parks also has a wide variety of certified pre-owned vehicles for every need. At ParksMotorsales.com, you'll see an extensive inventory, their latest deals, and servicing options. Shop Parks Motor Sales once and you'll agree. Parks GMC. We are professional grade. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. By now, you all know about Don, our service truck guy. Well, let me tell you about another member of our service team, and that's Mike Ashley. He's the guy you'll talk to when you call the office. Just call and talk to Mike one time at 931-540-0919, and you'll see why we're lucky to have him here at the Garbage Man. Thanks, Mike, for all you do to keep the Garbage Man first in service. That's 931-540-0919. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Yes. 
Okay, welcome in. Thursday edition, Three Dudes with a View. I'm Delk Kennedy. I'm dude number three. Delk Kennedy is dude number three. I'm tongue-tied today. Dude number two is Clayton Harris. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, Delk. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How you doing? Good morning, Delk. Good morning, everybody. All right, we've got a couple of very special guests uh, with American Classical Education. They are applying to create a charter school for Murray County, and we're going to talk more about that process and what the, it would look like if they're approved. Uh, so first of all, I want to introduce uh, Mr. Phil Swank, who is with uh, American Classical Education. Good morning, Mr. Swank. Good morning. All right. And Jackie Smith, uh, she is with she is also with American Classical Education, uh, and she is uh, her, her role there is community engagement. So, Ms. Smith, welcome. Thank you so much for having us. Glad to have you here. Yep. All right, let's talk about So you are going to apply. American Classical Education is going to apply to create a charter school here in Murray County. The application will go before our school board by, uh, I believe, February 1st, and then we expect that they might act on it maybe by April, either a yay or a nay. Uh, and then there is a, and Scott Specky's talked about it before. There's an appeal process. If the school board turns down American classical education, they can appeal that to the state board. Uh, but right now, let's talk about it. Either, either one of you, what? All right, let's say your your request is granted. Uh, what what would happen? Well, there's several levels that would happen. Uh, one, obviously, we'd have to secure the facility where the school is, which falls under our purview. It's something that we're responsible for. So you pay the building and the building and the out of the building and, and the, the maintenance, maintenance and the teachers for, in the and, building. Yes, it's a public school. So, But you would pay? Yes. The, the school be- is a school that is under our... Uh, our expectation as far as cost. So we would end up uh, getting the building, securing the building, either building a new building or refurbishing an existing one. Uh, the maintenance of that building is ours. Uh, obviously, securing the teachers, that's our job as well. Paying the teachers is our job as well. Uh, it's, it becomes a school that's under the umbrella of the local educational agency, so your school board, but a lot of its function is independent, including the, basically the cost of it as well. Okay, uh, let's let's talk about that. First, because sure. uh, I, I really think this is pretty much a blank slate. People have heard of charter schools around mm-hmm. here, but have really had no experience or even nearby experience sure. with charter schools, and they don't know how it works. And Tennessee may have, uh, you know, I, I don't know, Tennessee may have a unique way of dealing with charter schools under its laws and regulations as opposed to other states. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Request application granted. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you've got to American class education has got to uh, build or uh, rehabilitate, uh, uh, build a new facility or rehabilitate an older facility. Is there any uh, plan at this time as to where that facility would be located? So there's not a specific. Uh, Joel, who's our CEO, is the person looking into most of the residents. It's looking like it'll be in the Columbia area. Uh, we're hoping it to be in this space in the county. Uh, as far as a specific site, that's work that Joel's looking into. Um, but we've, uh, from our early conversations, it's looking like the Columbia area is the best place to put this school for the county. Okay. And what grades are we talking about? Uh, we would start with a K-5. Uh, these schools are K-12 schools. Um, so we start with K-5 and add a year each year. So it'd go from K-5 to K-6 and so on. So in an ideal setting, the uh, fifth graders would be original graduating class, you know, seven years down the road. Okay. And how many students are envisioned 
in the school in this application? So we would start with anywhere from 300 to 340 students. Uh, the school at full capacity is about 650 to 700 students. All right. How would if, if a, a parent uh, or a guardian or whoever says, I want my child to go to the American Classical Education School in Columbia, Tennessee, how, what would that process look like? So, assuming that, you know, the school's been set up, uh, basically parents apply like any other school. Like, babies walk in, fill out the paperwork. Uh, the way that the school works is like any other public school. As long as there are seats, you have a guaranteed seat. Uh, if there are too many students for too many se- or too few seats, then you have what's called a lottery, uh, which means you have to do this public presentation uh, that you randomly place students. Uh, but it's a public school, so there's not a gleaning process. You don't have to go through... There's uh, not a merit-based application. Nope, not at all. It's a public first school. First come, first serve. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. Um, how would it be funded? Well, it's funded in two ways. It's a public school. So it's uh, most schools that are funded by the per student. It's per head. So you get money based uh, from the state from uh, by the number of children that you have. Uh, also, for us, of course, as a startup, we have generous donors who have given us some startup capital to start as well. Uh, generally, schools like this, the, the two primaries are per head. So you want to set up a model that is self-sufficient, that can take care of itself by the number of students that are in the building. Uh, but often you'll have private individuals that give money as well, which you see in big districts. It could be as far as you know money towards a facility, but it's also what you see in your day-to-day school with uh, like a boosters club, you know, people giving money to support the sports program. Um, but yeah, no, it's a public school, so we get money uh, by the number of students that we serve and any private individuals that would like to give money to our work. Okay. So, um, so go ahead, just, Debbie, I'm sorry. That's okay. So currently a child in the state of Tennessee mm-hmm. is given, so how, do you know how much money per child? We, we've been budgeting around seven, eight, so be, you know, you could be seven, eight, thousand a year yeah uh you know and frankly charter schools usually make less money than a district school so that's why you budget around seven eight um i mean high for a charter school would be pushing 10 but we budget around seven eight okay and then the money would flow with the child from if if it was uh seven or eight thousand dedicated for a child in murray county Mm -hmm. that money all but four percent correct Yes. So if we were to fall under the local educational agency, under your local school board, uh, because they are administrated, they get a 4% fee. So all monies that come to us, 4% of that would go to the district. Okay. All right, and, and how would that work? What I mean, what would the district do as opposed to what you as the charter school uh, administrators would do? So basically their job is, is a sponsor. So what they do is a kind of track... Um, like our metrics. So I think the two primary areas that you see uh, that observation uh, is our test scores, So because we have to take the same test that any other public school student would have to take. So they, they kind of monitor that. Uh, and they want to make sure that we're financially sound, that obviously we're not uh, using our funds unwisely. Um, it's actually one of those things I've had to talk a lot about. For a district, in my mind, it's a win-win meaning that they end up to kind of supervise. They're not necessarily in the day-to-day of what we do. Um, but if we're not doing what we said that we were going to do, as far as improving you know, literacy, for example, uh, they can ultimately pull the card. 
Um, on the other side, because these students are taking uh, the same test that all the other public student students are taking, they can uh, they can basically our scores are their scores. So if we do all the things that we're talking about in every BCSI school that I've been part of and observed, right. BCS school, what's that? So a Barney Charter School Initiative School. So that's a great a great statement. The the school that we're starting is what's called a Barney Charter School Initiative School, a classical public charter. There are twenty, I think it's twenty two, the twenty two to twenty five other around the country, uh, and they've done very well. I started one in Toledo. So the school that we're trying to start here is one I've started. Um, the literacy scores are high. To give you an idea of some quick data, um, the school that was uh, in Toledo, we had 45 third graders take it, 42 passed the literacy guarantee, reading guarantee test, meaning that uh, the district here would be able to claim those scores. So your literacy scores would go up. So it's kind of a, a win-win. Um, but yeah, that's that's basically how they are over us. Uh, as far as the day-to-day, the functioning of the school, as a charter school, it's an independent in that sense. Um, but they're, since we're under their LA, of course, if it's local, they can walk our halls whenever they like, which is fine. I, you'll find that it's a community school in my mind. Uh, people should be able to look at their school. Um, and so they can see the work uh, that we're doing. There we go. Now, Mr. York, um, folks, is the former chair of the Murray County School Board. And we've got a lot of other questions, I think, to cover, but we've covered enough. Uh, Ms. York, jump in. Yeah, I was going to ask, uh, are you affiliated with Hillsdale College in any way? Uh, yes, our curriculum is, and uh, we can get teacher training, administrative training. So we have what's called the program guide. It's the strongest curriculum I've seen in my career, um, and it's about 700 pages. That's the affiliation. That's the extent of our connection with Hillsdale. Yeah, but that that's the same president that said teachers were the dumbest part of a college in education. So I don't have much respect for anyone that associates with the, the Hillsdale College. Uh, do you deal with 504 kids? Uh, of course, and I will address both parts of your comment. Uh, we are a public school, so I need to give you some of my background that's for you to understand my answer, if sure. you don't mind. So I've been in public education for 30 years on what I call both sides of the fence. I was in L.A. for, that's Los Angeles, for 36 or 16 years as both a teacher in the classroom and a administrator in both Los Angeles Unified School District and in charter schools that I was part of starting there. I was recruited to Cleveland to be a Cleveland Metropolitan School District principal. Uh, I was there for seven years as a principal as well. I helped them uh, remake a charter school that's there. And then I became part of starting this BCSI school in Toledo as well before coming here. So I've seen the whole terrain. I've seen any child that you're talking about. Um, These are public schools, and I have to continue to stress to people I'm a public educator, meaning that, of course, any student with a 504, an IEP, any English language learners, anybody who comes to me, it's our responsibility to make sure that they're served and that they have access to this rigorous curriculum that we're putting in front of them. Uh, Anybody who gets to know me knows that I'm a kid guy. I very much defend children and their access to this information that we're putting out there. Uh, As far as uh, teachers, uh, I would suggest very strongly, if you look at the whole of the statement uh, that uh, Dr. Arn said, it was really in the defense of who you put in front of a child. Um, I think teachers are awesome. Frankly, I know him. I I know he does as well. Um, Teachers are the number one asset in a school outside of a child. Um, Teachers are the ones that you put in front of kids. And as a nation, I think it's important that we recognize that who we put in front of our children is extremely important. And one of the advantages we have in a charter school is I get to select people that firstly care about your child. They love your child. I can say to every parent that comes in, I promise there's adults in front of your kid that 
and they enjoy your child, they love your child. Um, and uh, we're going to give you a knowledgeable person there. And I think there's great teachers in classrooms all over the, the country, but I think it's important that we do focus on making sure that the best of our teachers uh, are in front of our kids. Um, but to be sure, now, Hillsdale is going to provide curriculum. Just you, you're, you, are gonna, you are going to obtain from Hillsdale curriculum. You may have some training aspects involved, but Hillsdale will have no part in the management of the school, correct? None. No. Uh, so the school that I ran in Toledo, I never heard from Larry Arn or his office. It's a totally independent structure. <laughs> He's a president of a university. Um, it'd be like saying that Pearson and their textbooks uh, have some say over how our schools are run. Um, it's just, it's a curriculum. Uh, the nice thing about our program guide is it's something I can literally hand to a parent and have them look at what we're learning. So if you have any questions about the curriculum, I can, I can definitely have you look at it. Um, it's something that if you went online and looked for it, you can look for it, see it as well, um, as, like especially the scope and sequence. Uh, but yes, no, Hillsdale does not directly rule our schools at all. Um, in fact, it, the affiliation is probably the best word through the curriculum and uh, free uh, pub, Phil, professional t- development. Tell in us, today's tell- world environment, languages that are important are probably Spanish, and Mandarin Chinese. Sure. Why does the curriculum contain Latin? Why does it contain Latin? Um, so Latin is a it's a building block in uh, many of the things that we do in our country. Uh, so there's two aspects of language. One, uh, the fact is we do live in a country where the language that we're speaking, like English, have been deeply influenced by Latin. Uh, but learning Latin actually structures words. Uh, it structures how you look at things. It's the idea that words have meaning, and so it allows you to reason a certain way. Uh, so one of the examples I like to give is the idea of definition. In the middle of definition is fin, right, finite. There is a specific space in between rivers that something is and something is not. Latin allows us to understand the meanings of words so that we can put them together in sentences and then put them into paragraphs and so on. So it strengthens it. So there's two parts to it. I would say, you know, people like to say that it's, oh, I'll do better on the SAT, which is true. That's not why we're doing it. But it allows me to understand language at a much higher level. And there's tons of evidence that suggests that the learning of Latin does so. I love that. I, I'm I'm better because I took several years of Latin. I really appreciate well, that. Phil, let, let me ask you a question. Sure. I mean, Jim is not isolated in in just sort of the uh, the news as the headlines of all of this that took place. Sure. Tell us sort of what you deal with politically anytime you talk with a charter school. The stuff that you deal with. <laughs> Tell us. Well, oh, good grief. I know, no, this, yeah. is a good, this is a good question. Well, now, listen to this answer. Hey, well, let's get a short answer here because well, I think people, people want to know what this is, how it will yeah. affect the community, what it can do for their child, where the money's going to come from, what's going to happen to their taxes, what's going to happen to the public schools that presently exist. Uh, all, all those questions are things that we need to cover in the last segment and people need to know. Absolutely. Yeah, what will be the starting salary for teachers at this school? All right, let's take a break and we'll start there coming back. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia.
Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Hi, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Here is what some of our customers are saying about us. Great people. The place to shop for fair prices and great craftsmanship. Beautiful vintage and custom jewelry. Thank you, Beth. That is our goal. Stop by and see for yourself. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia and Lewisburg. Owned and operated by Rick, custom designer and Terry, registered gemologist. Assuring you the best jewelry value and expert services. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Kick off the new year with new home upgrades from Hiller. This month, when you buy something you need for your home, we'll give you something you want. For a limited time, when you purchase a new whole home generator, new tankless water heater, or select new HVAC systems, we'll give you a free 55-inch TV, free solo smokeless stove, or a free Nintendo Switch. Pick your prize when you upgrade essential systems for your home. Don't wait. Book online at happyhiller.com today. Call the Happy Face Truck today. Each week on History's Hook, we'll be bringing you interesting and informative stories from the past in an effort to connect the history in our own backyard to the big events that compose national and world history. I'm your host, Tom Price. This is not your high school history class. We're going to make history fun and compelling. We're going to get you hooked. History's Hook with your host, Tom Price. Join us every Tuesday at 4 p.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 for a journey through time. So, how are the kids? Well, Emily made the honor roll. Oh, good for her. Yeah, we're really proud of her. Tyler, on the other hand, though. What's going on? He's been moody lately, just feeling down and not like himself. Oh, we've been there. Nick was struggling last spring. He was so anxious and stressed. Really? What helped? Well, he joined the soccer team. And ever since, he's been a lot happier. He has more energy, he's less stressed, and he's definitely in a better mood at home. It's made a huge difference. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm glad he's getting out of the house, he's getting some exercise, and he's off his phone for once. It's been good for his mental health. Sounds like it's been good for your mental health, too. Participating in Tennessee high school sports improves students' physical and mental health. Encourage your son or daughter to get involved. This message presented by the TSSAA and the Tennessee Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. And I think it's gonna be alright. 
Welcome back in <clears throat> Three Dudes with a View. This is our last show of the week. Tomorrow morning, same time, same station. Jim Ross with Inside Middle Tennessee. We will be back with you on Monday. My name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How are you? Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. Regular special guest to Debbie Matthews. How are you doing? So good. So glad to be here. Thank you. Good to hear everybody this morning. All right. And we've got a couple of very special guests here with us. They are with the American uh, Classical Education uh, Group. They are applying to create a charter school here in Murray County. They're applying to the Murray County School Board. The charter school, if granted, would eventually be K through 12. Uh there are a lot of questions that I expect people have, and and Mr. York, I'm going to rephrase that last question, and and maybe if this doesn't get the information, you won't ask it again. But I think I think the question that maybe you're trying to ask is, would the pay in this charter school, if it's created, would the teacher pay be any different than other Murray County teachers are paid? Sure, I can address that. So generally, how the way the charter schools work is that we look at the local pay, um, and charter schools are usually able to compete, especially at the beginning, with uh, the younger teachers as far as the cost of younger teachers. Um, obviously, a teacher that's been teaching for 20, 25, 30 years, a charter school with getting less funding, it's usually difficult to compensate them exactly at the same pay, so we're upfront about that. Uh, we look at compensation a little bit differently. Uh, to make sure that I'm clear on that, if I'm a new teacher, I'm going to get paid about what I'd get paid if I was in a local school. Um, an older teacher may struggle getting the exact same pay. But what I have found is that the people that come to our schools are compensated in many other ways. And I think people struggle with that. There are teachers that want that, meaning a lot of teachers get to do what they, they've been hoping to do as far as working with kids. So a lot of the teachers that are originally attracted to our schools are either... Uh, teachers are coming from the private schools. Uh, we get teachers that come from the homeschooling community. We get a lot of retired teachers. In fact, one of the strongest teachers that I've had uh, was a 71-year-old in Toledo that came out of retirement to teach. She was fantastic. Um, but yeah, so the, the pay, because charter schools get less money than districts, uh, usually, especially as a startup school, the pay uh, is competitive, especially for younger teachers. If it's all about numbers, then it gets harder as they, as the school or the teacher has more experience. Um, and, of course, we have benefits as well, so they get benefits and, and salary. Um, but, yeah, no, that's the honest answer to that, and that's not just unique to our school. That's charter schools throughout the country. When I was in California, Ohio as well, uh, that uh, uh, the pay start is usually connected to whatever the pay is in that local community. Um, and then, uh, of course, they get more pay over time. But it's very hard to compete with a district with a 25-year teacher. There we go. And, folks, I, I'm, I apologize. I neglected to introduce our guests. I, I told who they were. But uh, first, we have Phil Swank with American Classical Education. Good morning, Mr. Swank. Good morning. All right. And then we have uh, Jackie Smith, right? Yes, sir. With American Classical Education. Thank she you. is uh, with in, her field is community engagement for American Classical Education. Uh, Mr. York, what else? So, what are the educational credentials a teacher would hold in that institution? 
Okay, so that's from state to state. So there are, states have different certification policies. Um, so you'll have teachers that are certificated, or you'll have teachers, usually in many states, it was true in California and it was true in Ohio, where they would set up laws where a teacher could have a college um, uh, diploma and have taken certain coursework, but then they'd have to start taking coursework towards a certification process so they could start teaching with evidence of certification. So it's a mix. Um, generally, depending on the state, you'll have, if it's a state that expects that every teacher have be certificated, then every teacher is certificated at that time. If it's teachers that are certificated and can be working towards certification, you'll have those teachers as well. Of course, we assume that there are good teachers. It's, it's actually, I mean, it's, it's funny having just a little bit of time, but as a classical educator, we believe that the primary educator of a child is the parents. The parents uh, bring their kids to us to supplement their work. Uh, One of the things that we've learned in our work, and the reason why I put that out there, is that uh, there are good teachers in a lot of different spaces. Um, And so for me, it's about getting a good teacher in front of that child. Uh, And frankly, there are teachers that uh, weren't specifically certificated, that would have to become certificated, that can teach effectively. Um, and so uh, the certification of teachers is dependent on the, the law there. And, of course, we will honor what the expectation is um, to have teachers certificated. But whatever Tennessee requires, yeah. in other yes. words. Yeah, I'm familiar with charter school system in New Orleans. It's been a dismal failure because the charter schools set up for five years, they become a failure. And all they do is change the name of the charter school and issue another certificate for them to perform. So you got 10 years that a student's really not getting high-quality education, and they're putting anybody in the classroom once they get started. So that doesn't look well for a state that's been 46th, 47th in education to start implementing charter schools across the state. Well, obviously what we've been doing hasn't been working if we're 46 yeah, or 47. Do something, even if it's wrong, Mr. York. But that, that, well, I, I would ask Mr. Swank, are you familiar with the yeah, Well, can, if I could address it, uh, yeah. I, I think that's misinformation, to be frank. I, I'll start with my own experience. I've never seen the school that you're talking about, Jim, in my own experience, meaning that the schools that I've been in have always outperformed all the local schools. Have you uh, been, been down in New Orleans? I have have been to New Orleans, but to me, if you look at the general numbers, I would look more deeply at the numbers. I think generally charter schools are doing well. Could I find schools that have failed? Absolutely. And if they have failed, they should be shut down. One of the advantages of these schools, and it's one of the things that I stress to local educational agencies, is that we're under your purview. If we fail to do what we're saying, like if we do what you just said, Jim, meaning in five years we're failing the kids, please close us down. I would ask for us to be closed down. Like if you know anything about me, I'm a kid guy. The only reason why I'm there is to serve the kids. That's it. If I'm failing the kids, fire me. I'd be, I would, I'll say it out. I just said it on the radio. <laughs> the issue is is what you're talking about in these charter schools, specifically Barney Charter School Initiative Schools, which are the ones I'm talking about. Please go look at them. Look at their numbers. Walk through their halls. They're all over the country. You can check them out. Uh, what you're describing is not what I've seen at all in my experience, and I don't think that the number bears it out at all. Uh, the well, issue you haven't is, lived in New Orleans. <laughs> I have not lived in New Orleans. That's true. Yeah, and, I have. Uh, well, okay. And I'm saying that I've been in BCSI schools all over the country. I've been in charter schools all over the country. And the school that we're bringing to you would benefit your kids. And frankly, I'm telling you straight now, if it failed to do so, which it won't, but if it did, please shut us down. <laughs> I, I would say that immediately. <laughs> and Mr. Yeah. York, if you look at the scores, I mean, Clayton's right. We try not to talk about it because, you know, we, we don't want to put our school. We, we, we feel like we do a, we help our schools more by cheerleading for them then by uh talking about what's 
you know, trying to be positive instead of negative. But can I? Can let, I? Can let, I? Let me, let me finish. Okay, Debbie. I'm sorry. So we, locally here with Murray County Schools, we feel like it's better to be positive than negative. But our school store scores are. I mean, Miss York. <laughs> It's not possible to get much worse, I don't think. I, I, if there's any worse in the state, I don't know of them. I, we were in the bottom third. Uh, with I thought it was even lower than that, bottom it, 5%. With, or I th- it may be. It was uh, with Davidson and Shelby counties. Yeah. So, well, that's so, I what mean, I'm saying. What could go wrong here? So, when, so when, what I, when, when the stats and, and, the, and the scores are as bad as Murray County, that opens us up for any kind of system that wants to be implemented that says that they're going to improve the education. The bottom line is okay. that okay. Tennessee What's the and that? other states have not put the funds in to educate kids. They, you know, it just, they just haven't done it. And having a More charter money. school, I More don't see money. that doing yeah. anything. Is that the only record you can play, Mr. York? You know, I mean... Well, there, there's been study after study after study of the relationship between funding and outcome, and there's not. In fact, there's almost a negative correlation. So, you know. So, why is Tennessee order. now gearing up to put more money into education if funding is not an issue? Well, let me say this: we have funding. An, it funding is more funding is needed, but it's not going to improve the scores. I guarantee it never does, never has. <laughs> Studies show that. Debbie, you had a question? No, I wanted to make a statement that we have some of the greatest teachers ever that grace our public schools. And I was educated by them. And they live on with me. And I think, you know, my education bears out. We've got amazing private schools in Murray County. We have some of the best homeschool organizations in Murray County. All that this charter school is looking at is to add to our arsenal of great opportunities for our kids. It may not be for everybody, but it's going to be for some that are going to be looking for this. Okay. And right. I look the, like the opportunity let's, for let's, us to have this. Let's, you know, I'd say to Mr. York and to you, let's let people make up their mind for themselves. Now, Jackie Smith, you are the community relations uh, engagement uh, person for uh, American classical education. If people want to learn more, as Mr. Swank says, walk the halls, talk to the people, you know, whatever. If people want to learn more, uh, what do they do? If they want to know more about what this proposal means, what it would mean to Murray County, what what kind of school would be out there? Well, thank you for that. If, we, if approved. Yes, sir. We look forward to talking to anyone that wants to know more information about American classical education. And uh, you can call. Listen, I'll give you my cell phone. <laughs> you can have my cell phone. Call me and then Phil and I will get with you. We'll send you information if that's what you need. We can give you the website so you can look at that. Let's, let's give us that website. Phil, help me out. Yes, it's AmericanClassicalSchools.com. AmericanClassicalSchools.com. Yep. Now, that, let me, that, that is a Tennessee organization at present, correct? Yes, it is. Okay. AmericanClassicalSchools.com. Well, if you have that, you can go on the website and look at our, as Phil said earlier, the curriculum. You can look at that. You, you, there's a nice short video that shows you about the school. Um, and just anything that you need, you can go through the website. But my cell phone and my boss is lifting his eyebrows. <laughs> Don't do that. But 317-625-5569. If you want to call. One more time. 
317-625-5569. Call, leave me a message, and we will get information to you. Or they can Facebook me, and I'll give them the number if they need it later on. Yeah. And I am right, taking now, them to breakfast at Puckett's if people now, want to yay. stop by and say hello. <laughs> there we go. All right. And, and uh, are there going to be, like, maybe uh, meetings or forums as the spring goes on where people can come and learn more? Absolutely. Uh, yes. Can you talk about that, either one of you? Uh, well... Well, we were invited and we were told that we could share with uh, the folks that there will be a meeting this evening at 793 Carter's Carter's Creek Pike and that if parents would like to come by around 5 o'clock, we'll be there and we'll be glad to uh, tell you anything that you want to know about uh, our schools. So that's at 793 and I was given permission to give this out. 793 Carter's Creek Pike, 5 o'clock. Come by and Phil and I will be there and we'll be happy to answer your questions. Okay, and that, do you anticipate this as the spring goes on that you'll have other meetings and things? And absolutely, I suppose people can find out about those on your website. Yeah, uh, you can go to our website, the American Classical Schools. Uh, if you're interested in what this larger curriculum is, you can go to the Barney Charter School Initiative as well. Just put in Barney Charter School Initiative, and you can look at other schools that exist, uh, the type of school that we'd want to come here. You can look at stuff like the curriculum, uh, the if, values of the school. And if anyone wants to host a meeting, we would be thrilled to come to you with a group of parents to talk more about this. Okay. Yes. Right. So if somebody wants to have a meeting uh, in, oh, their, absolutely. in their home, their school, their church, this whatever. Is, at know. the end of the day, this is your school. I'd like to talk to anybody that's interested anybody. in this work in Murray County. And okay. Debbie says, put it on her Facebook page, and you have my phone number. Either way, we'll be glad to host a meeting with you. Okay. One last question, Dell. Is there a Christian component and built into the curriculum for this particular school? Did you say a question? A Christian component built into the, the curriculum for the school. No, this is a public school. I, I can't stress that enough. It's a public classical school. It does not have a religious affiliation. All right, and Miss York, we are out of time. Good question. Okay. Uh, the uh, and as you can tell, folks, we've only scratched the surface here because uh, we we're not familiar with charter schools in this part of the world, and. Uh, it seems to be promising, but folks are going to have a lot of questions. And I'm, frankly, I'm a little disappointed uh, with both Debbie and Mr. York. And, and I think they reflect a, a larger view that's out there that what we're going to see in the spring, where it becomes a political, Democrat versus Republican. What I've attempted to do is, in my questions here is not to politicize this issue, but to get facts. What is it? How does it work? What will it do? What will be the effects of it? Those are not political questions and shouldn't be. Uh, these, are, these are questions about our children. So let's, uh, let's try to have this discussion uh, through what's good for our children, not whether you're a Republican or a Democrat as the spring goes on. Monday, folks. Have a great day, folks. Some may come and some may go.